0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I'm not sure if we'd get to continue today or not, but feel the unction to go this direction, so we'll just do our best to follow God. Um, It's not everywhere nor all the time that you're able to to smile. It seems that it's one of the hard things to do when there's trouble all around. But the apostle said to rejoice in the Lord always. Now, you may not be able to rejoice in circumstances, but there are things that are eternal that trump circumstances. And if we'll dwell on those things, mm-hmm. then maybe that's how you can rejoice in the Lord always. Um, I realize that there's hard things, and, and none of us are exempt from it. Every one of us uh, go through those hard things, and we experience the struggles of life, and it's different from one day to the next and from one person to the next. But But God is the same. And He is forever faithful, and the goodness of God never changes. Um, all good things come from, from above, from the Father of Lights, yeah. within whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Um, I don't know why I had to say this. It's not what I'm going to preach about, but I, I just want you to know. You need to be encouraged today. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you're in question, read the back of the book. I know who wins. I know where I'm going. It's not like I don't have all of that already nailed down in my heart and in my mind. The battle has already been won. Now, if we're not careful, we let circumstances drag us down into the same place the rest of the world in, and that is hopeless. But the people of God are not hopeless. We don't don't even sorrow as those... Because we're not hopeless. We have a, we have a, a God that lives in us, right. that delivers us over and over. Um, press on. Mm-hmm. Press on. Maybe we needed that pep talk, but you need to press on. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. give up. That's right. Best time I know, we will able to cross the finish line today we'll be home. It'll all be done. Hebrews chapter number 11. I'll begin again at verse number 24. By faith Moses, when he would come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as dry, by dry land, which the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Father take your word tonight and open our hearts to it and your word to our heart. We need it. We confess that. I recognize that among us tonight are many afflictions, many things that are hindrances and God certainly things that pull at our heartstrings and and Lord try to bring us down. But I pray God that by the promise that the hearing of the word brings faith. And so I pray tonight that you would increase our faith, that we as your people might experience the great fruit of faith in our own lives and see the power of that God released among us. I pray now for the unction of your spirit. We confess, God, we're but ignorant and we lay before you, God, just an empty vessel, but we're praying you fill it. Fill it and empty it and Lord, fill it again. We're trusting you in all of this, for Father, your word alone is what sets us free, and we thank you for it. Help us now, as we trust your strength and not our own, for we ask it believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wednesday night we had the opportunity to start uh, this particular message and thought I really thought I, I wasn't just naive about it, I really thought I'd get to finish it then. But it just got bigger than we did. And I thank him for it. I thank him for the for the quickening that came and the reminding to me. I've fed off of it myself personally most of the week because I've thought about how faith brings commitment and also resolve in the people of God. The, the verse 24 was the part where we see the commitment that came after Moses believed and turned from Pharaoh and turned to God. And, and it seemed to me a picture of salvation, it seemed to me that that was the turning point for Moses when his faith in, in God began to be greater than his faith in Egypt. And he trusted God and went toward God. And I believe that commitment is found in the people of God today. And, and also the resolve, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Oh, the, that faith would produce that in you and me. And uh, I think of some of you that are going back to school now and and are faced with so many things and so much wickedness that's just always around and and ever-present, how important it is that you be resolved, that your mind's made up before you ever get there or you ever face the, the, the decisions or the questions that your mind is already made up that you believe God. But I want to take us now for the next step, and and really, if you think about it, It's the very thing that comes next anyway. Um, Once you've made a commitment to Christ through faith, and then that that very faith begins to produce produce in you the fruit of resolve, uh, a a selling out of oneself, a giving over to the will of God and the purpose of God for your life. And if you're not there yet, by the way, you need to get there. And, And if you're not there, it's because your faith is yet weak. In this world, and it needs to be strengthened and grown, and on the meat of God's word, and and drawn into those places where the word of God can can truly fortify your spirit and encourage your soul. Um, I'm no different than anybody else. I face my own uh, demons and battles and struggles and darkness and things of that nature. But I can tell you this: I have a God, and He prevails in every circumstance. There's not a trouble, there's not a trial, there's not anything that I go through that God cannot and will not prevail in if we'll but trust him and believe. But the Bible said in verse number 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. When commitment comes to the child of God and resolve is produced through the fruit of faith in them, I believe the natural progression of this very process is that hope is born. Hope is born. The Bible tells us there in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 11, it starts this way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the very product of, of being changed by God and touched by God in the word of God, and yet faith produces for us hope. There's no hope within any of us today without faith. If you don't believe the word of God, then how can you hope in it? Because truly we're trusting in something we can't see, we can't feel, we can't touch it, we can't smell it or taste it. It is something that is foreign to our earthly senses. And yet what God is saying is that it's just as real as the person sitting by you. It's just as real as you being here tonight. And when we think about what faith truly produces in us, faith, Is the substance of things hoped for. It's linked to it. You can't have hope without faith. If you don't believe that something's going to happen, if you don't believe in the Word of God, then you'll never hope for it. You you don't know to hope for it. You lock somebody up in a prison, maybe falsely accused, and and maybe they have hope in their heart that they'll one day get out or that they'll be set free. That hope is produced because there's a belief in their heart that someone will exonerate them or someone will find out that they're innocent and not guilty but if you put somebody in there who truly has no hope friend, then that is a product also of the lack of faith. There's nothing to believe in. There's no hope in that and I'm glad today that hope is born in the people of God. We have hope today when I think about those that live in this world today there's no wonder there's a hopelessness about us because there's no faith in God. We've convinced them there is no God. We've taught them there's no God. We've taught them that it was all just a big accident an explosion, a a coming together of atoms uh, over the periods of millions and billions of years, and it was random chance of selection and choice, and that's how we're all here today. If man has nothing to believe in, how will they hope in God if we don't tell them there is a God? If there's not a God, friend, what are you going to hope in uh, if, if we were born of an evolutionary process, friend, there's no hope in that. I'll assure you, there is not one evidence, not one, one thread of hope that'll sustain your heart. If that's all you have to believe in, but friend, when you believe in Christ, when you believe in the saving power of Jesus Christ, hope is born in the soul because hope yet saves us too. The Apostle Paul said, I believe it's in Romans chapter number five. He said, "For we are saved by hope." Saved by hope. How many people today do you know that have no hope in their heart? listen that's a product of a faithless life of one who doesn't grasp the scriptures and it's truth one who doesn't accept and believe in the power of an eternal and omnipresent God how many people are out there today that wander around having no faith at all in nothing nor anything that is eternal or powerful and friend you'll find someone that has no hope in their heart and yet faith is the very thing that births it into the life of men and women and you and today have hope in this world. We have hope in Christ because we believe. Because we believe. If you don't believe the word of God today, there's no hope there. There's nothing that I can how many times we've been at the the graveside of one that had no testimony. And you know, it's it's pretty hard to tell a family something that's encouraging when when every evidence is, is that person went to hell. May I say to you today, you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go to hell. But you will have to believe in God to go to heaven. You're going to have to have some faith to go to heaven. And if you ever get born again, friend, there'll be a hope that is born in your heart. What happened to Moses was this. When he had turned from God or turned from Pharaoh and to God, there was a commitment produced in his heart. And as he began to walk toward God, he didn't even know which way he was walking. But brother, he found God and he found a resolve as well in that bush that burned and was not consumed in the voice of God that spoke in his life. That day, and said, Moses, you go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Friend, Moses believed God and he trusted God and it was that belief in God that produced in him a hope for the Bible said that he esteemed the reproaches of God of Christ greater than the treasures of Egypt. Now I don't know about you but when it comes right down to it what I'm believing in is yet to come. The very hope of my salvation friend has not all been borne out. Everything that I have trusted in most of it I have yet to see. Now I've seen a lot and you have to too. We've experienced the power of God. We've experienced the quickening of God. We've experienced the glory of God in bits and pieces. But oh, there's a day coming that it's all going to be revealed. There's a day that the curtain's going to roll back for me and I'm going to see him face to face. There's a day coming believe me that I'll walk on them streets that are made of pure gold. I'm going to see them gates of pearl. I'm going to see a land where there's no sand nor moon nor need of them. I'm to see the one who died on the cross and made it possible for me to go to heaven. My hope ain't in this world, it's in God in the eternity that He's given me. And brother, that's through faith today. The fruits of faith. Faith bore hope in the life of Moses. He was able to see that the riches of Egypt wouldn't even, they don't even compare to the hope and to the things that are coming that God has promised. Look with us, the Bible said in Hebrews eleven one, he said faith is the substance of things hoped for. Listen to what he said. He said it's the evidence of things not seen. There's people in this world today that need hope. What they need is to believe and if they'll believe in Christ and believe in his word I wonder how many of us today are, are willing to truly look at the word of God he said for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us now how in the world could he make such a statement if he didn't believe it you can't believe friend and, and take something that ain't real and yet we find that what he's asking us to do is to believe in what we can't see and if you'll believe in it you'll find that there is a hope that is born from it there is a hope that raises up in it there is a hope that will sustain you Moses had hope he had hope because he believed God now when he left there he, he told God when he was at the burning bush he said who shall I say sent me and God told him he said you tell him I am I sent you Moses said he said I can't go down there he said I'm a man slow of speech he said I can't do that And God solved that problem for him. Listen, there may be obstacles in your way, but I'll tell you right now, if you'll just choose to believe God, there'll be hope born from it. We need some hope in this world today and the people of God are the only ones that have it. I'll tell you the rest of the world are hopeless because if all you've got is to believe in is what this world has to offer then it's just like what the Bible said that if a man if in this life only a man's hope was in it he said you're of all men most miserable how come because this world don't have any hope if all you have is to believe in what you see around you the wickedness the corruption the the hard things everything that goes on around you if that's all that you have to believe in if that There is no God, there's no Savior, there's no shed blood or empty tomb. Friend, what in the world does a man have to hope for? Why in the world do they want to live? It's no wonder that suicide is at a higher rate than it's ever been before because we've convinced men and women that there is no God. Brother, it's the faith in God that produces hope. I'll tell you right now, this country needs some hope. This nation needs some hope. Uh, it's it's ever it's every few days that when I talk to somebody you can hear in their voice the absence of hope um, if you don't believe in God friend, you're, you're not going to have any hope of a better time now, you can have your hope in heaven and, and I do, and that's certainly where our treasure is and that's what Paul was saying when he said I reckon the, the sufferings of this present world are not worthy to be compared with what's waiting for us but there's hope here too there's hope here, too. You say, how in the world can you have hope in, in in this life? Let me tell you something. Because I believe God. I believe God's word, and it produces hope in me. I had somebody tell me just the other day, said, there's no hope for this country. There's no hope. Listen, I'm still praying for America. You know why? Because I believe the word of God. You say, how so? Well, he saved Nineveh. Huh? Nineveh, Nineveh was gone. And the Bible said that he took a backslid man, a backslid prophet, and he told old Jonah, he said, you go down there and preach to them my word. And he went down there, and when old Jonah went through Nineveh, the Bible said they repented and they believed, and God spared their country. Now, if he can do it for Nineveh, he can do it for America. They're as godless as we are today. And, brother, that's hope for me. That's hope that I can keep praying for this country. Listen, if you don't have no hope, if you don't believe the word of God... You won't pray for it. Because why would a man pray for something that he don't believe? That he don't believe. Over and over, Israel went a whoring. Over and over, they chose other gods above him. Over and over they were destitute and abandoned and spread all over the earth and captive and suffered at the hand of of an enemy because of their wickedness and their unwillingness to follow God. But I read over and over where the very day they began to repent as a country, God took them back. I don't know if that's hope for me. You say hope, yep, that's because I believe what it said. When he said he he brought him back, listen it thrills my soul to open up the Old Testament and to look back there where old Nehemiah got a burden for the church, got a burden for the people of God, got a burden for his country and he began to, he began to act on that burden. I believe that he, he believed God you see for you can hear it in his prayer when he said God we've sinned against you. He said we've failed to you, and our fathers have failed to you, and he began to call on God, listen, if we believe God today, there's hope there's still hope because when you believe the word of God hope will be born from it the problem with so many is that, that number one, they don't know the word of God, they, number two, they don't read the word of God, so they're not going to know it all they get are bits or pieces from Facebook or something else that, that, that really has no bearing or or is taken out of context, listen, what I'm telling you is real hope tonight. If you believe the word of God, it'll produce a hope in you that gives you something to pray for. Now, a lot of us, we may look at the people in our lives and we may think, You know what? There's no hope for them. But what's happening is is you're not believing God. (laughs) Listen, according to the word of God, there ain't nobody he can't save. There ain't nobody beyond his reach. There ain't nobody he can't reach down and touch and rescue and lift them up out of the miry pit and set their feet on a solid rock. There is none that he can't apply his shed blood to. There is none that he can't give eternal life. According to the word of God, he can save anybody and he has opened up the door through whoso Will and pray that if we believe it should produce a hope in our heart for our people. Yeah. And that hope gives us opportunity to pray. That hope is what encourages us to bow on our knees and to cry out unto God because we believe God. We believe God. <laughs> oh, so many people today are hopeless. I'm trying to give you the answer for that, by the way. Listen. The word of God today is the very thing that can rescue you from that hopeless feeling that you have. You can open up the pages of this book and I'm telling you right now, find treasures that it it was as if it was a a great big hand that you just feel reaching down and picking you up. I know what it feels like to get in a place where it seems so dark. You didn't know which way was up. Oh, but I'm also glad that there was something in my heart that never went out, of fame that kept burning that said, you've got a God. Look under the hills from whence cometh your help. Turn to your, turn your face to the to the lord and i'm glad friend that when you just believe in the word of god when you truly believe you see faith will produce hope and we've got a country that needs hope today now they'll have to believe in god because there's nothing there's nothing on this earth friend that can produce the hope that i'm talking about but moses had hope he took a He took one look at the treasures of egypt and and he was an heir to all that he had everything and more and yet when he took one look at the pharaoh's treasures, he looked at at all of the things that God was promising, and he said, "I believe I'll just follow god I'll follow God it might." It might cost me down here. It might be some affliction down here. It might be some hard things down here that I have to bear, but I'm going to follow God. I'm going to believe God today, and the Bible said that from that, I believe, Old oh, Moses, he found something that he could go for. Listen, that's what motivates you and I today is the hope in our heart. It discourages me, and it discourages many when we look around us and see so many that have laid down their cross and, and seemingly gave up on God, but I'll tell you say preacher how in the world are they ever going to come back to God it'll be the same way that you do the word of God is what will get you the word of God is what will keep you and if they're ever to have hope in their heart again today it'll come through faith in Jesus Christ but that faith can produce hope that faith can produce hope it can take a life that's upside down and make it brand new a faith that gives somebody something to live for Oh there's so many today that they they their very heart is 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 just failing because they have no faith in God now I can't give you faith, but the Bible said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, I can encourage you to do what the Bible said, and that's expose yourself to the Word of God. Now, we have a lot of ways that we can get the Word of God today. There's a lot of methods, a lot of means, things that wasn't available 15, 20 years ago. They're available today. A lot of people's able to hear preaching on on, on YouTube or or whatever social media or, or digital media that, that's available. There's all kinds of things that can, can expose your heart to the Word of God today. But here's, here's the real thing. How many how many of us are really seeking God in what we listen to? How many of us are really trying to find God when we open up the pages of this book or are we just reading it uh, to pass the time? How many of us are really trying to find that place where faith is produced in us and it begins to grow? Listen, I'm talking about believing in something that you can't see. Believing in something that you can't touch. And that's the very challenge of it all. But here's what we know. The Bible said that that poor woman that had the issue of blood that day, she She said to herself, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. Now, that's the kind of faith that we're talking about today that produces something in her that would make her press through the crowd. She didn't have enough energy to press through anything. She had given everything she had. Her hope was all gone. The Bible said it was. She didn't have no more hope. Why? Why? because what she had hoped in was the money she had and the doctor she was giving it to. That was where her hope was, is because she believed she could pay a doctor and the doctor would help stop the problem. But it didn't. And the Bible said she spent all that she had and rather grew worse. You know what that tells me? She had lost all hope. She didn't have any hope. How come? Because she had nothing else to believe in. Faith Produces hope. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not pointing any fingers, but I, I want all of us to take note tonight. If you've got a God like mine, to walk around with your head down and defeated is it, sinful. It ought never be seen for a child of God. To, to, to tell a story to this world, to portray from our own life and our own our own actions, our own attitudes, that there's no hope. You might as well say we have nothing, we don't believe in anything. All this God stuff doesn't mean anything. Because if you really believe it, there's hope in your heart. And that hope. It pushes us to do things that we didn't do before. It causes us to fall on our knees and pray with an expectation, an anticipation that the God of miracles is able to help us. (laughs) Either he's real friend or he's not. Either he did what he said or he didn't do it. I choose to believe that every word in that book is right that it's true and it's perfect and brother it gives me hope today because I'll tell you right now if he could do it for that woman he can do it for me faith Faith produces hope she was hopeless she was hopeless I believe she had resigned in her own mind to die now she didn't have nothing to live she didn't have nothing else to live for anyway She had spent everything and it just got worse. And then somebody said, Jesus is coming. Who? The healer is coming. The great physician is coming into our town. She said, here, yes, he's he's on his way. See the crowd out there. He's in the crowd somewhere. And suddenly, the belief the faith, you see, she had to believe it. She had to believe it. She had to believe She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. That faith produced hope in her. And the hope, friend, is what caused her to press into the crowd. It caused her to work and to, and to do what her body said she couldn't do and to press toward the man who she had to touch. And the Bible said, with that very hope she Touched him. She just touched him. As he passed by, she was was able just to touch his clothes. She didn't even touch him. She just touched his garment as he walked on by. And the Bible said that immediately. (laughs) You say, preacher, why do you hope in Christ? Because he can do stuff immediately. He can fix what's wrong in me right now. He can do what I need him to do right now. Oh, I believe, you see, that this God, that that friend has given me a book and friend it is filled with every thing from the creation of this world to the destruction of this world and brother in between that I have got the glory of God resting in the black and white and I see God in these things and I believe it's true and brother if he could do it for her he could not do it for me and you say what is that that's hope that's hope, and of course, that's not the only story. Right time, and your attention span prevents us from, from just trying to even exhaust how many people in that book right there just believed God, and because they believed God, they had hope. They had hope. Let me tell one more. It's on my heart this morning, but I want to tell it again. You know what? Ozias was an outcast. He didn't have nothing else to live for. He'd been given up, put down, cursed by his own people. The Romans didn't like him and neither did the Jews. And there he was, an outcast. Had set himself against his own country. And yet one day they said, Jesus is coming through town. And Zacchaeus decided, I want to see him. I want to see him. Listen, just a little bit of faith is all it takes. Just a little bit. And hope gets born. Hope's a powerful thing. Hope will cause a man to do things that he couldn't do before. Hope Hope will make a man live when he was ready to die. Just a little hope. And he hoped in Christ enough to run out there and to climb up in that tree and to start looking for him. And when he came by, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to your house today. Just a little faith. Produced hope. And that hope produced enough will in his own heart to press toward Christ. And he found him. Moses found that Moses found that his belief in God produced a hope in what he couldn't see. He couldn't see the eternal. He couldn't see that everlasting part, but he believed it. The Bible said about Abraham that he was a pilgrim and a stranger here, but he was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. He was looking for something that he couldn't see with his eyes. You say, what caused him to hope for that? It was his belief in God. Faith produces hope. Hope is a fruit of faith. Let's look at one more tonight. Verse number 27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured to seeing him who is invisible. Well, we preached on this the other night on, on the part of seeing him who is invisible. But I want you to see the fruit of of what happened there, Moses believed God, and there was a fruit that was born from that faith. After hope, there was something that came to Moses in the form of courage. Courage. Did you know that faith produces courage? Uh, if ever there's a plague in in the in in our in our churches today, it's the lack of courage. It's it's a cowardice that lives in all of us if we're not careful. And that cowardice is promulgated. It, it, it's promoted by our lack of faith. Did you know that the more that you read the Word of God, the, the more courageous you become? The more that you hear the Word of God preached, the more courage that you have. You know, these are things that we find throughout the Word of God, and there's so many examples. In I just love that part about it. It's inexhaustible. But I want you to think about little David when he rolled into that to to the camp that day, and and they were all out there, and, the, and Philistines on one side and Israel on the other, and that big old giant come down there in the valley, and he began to make his brag toward uh, toward uh, Israel, and began to tell them what he would do and and do with them, and and how he challenged just one to come down and fight him. And when little David heard that, he said, "I'll go." He said, I'll go. You say, what in the world would cause such a a, a young fellow to put his life on the line like that? Well, he had courage. So where'd the courage come from? He believed God. He believed God. He had been tried. Let me read to you what it said in 1 Samuel 17. It said, thy servant, he was telling Saul this, when Saul told him, you can't go fight him. You're but a youth. And he said, this man, a warrior, a soldier since his youth, You're not able to go fight him. You'll be killed for sure. No, little David told him. He said, "Uh uh-uh. He said, no. He said this. He said, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. You say, what in the world? How in the world did little David come up with that courage? He believed God. Now, God had already tested David. God had already put something in his life that was extraordinary. He had brought a lion out and took one of his sheep. And then a bear come in trying to get the same sheep. And the Bible rose up in David. And David went out and he killed the lion. And he killed it. And I don't know about you, but he didn't have a weapon like we have. He didn't have guns blazing. He didn't have those kind of things. He, the Bible said that he took him by the beard he took him by his own hand and he killed the lion and he killed the bear and he told Saul, he said, I'll do the same thing to this giant. That's courage. Where'd that courage come from? Faith. His, His courage came from his faith. You see, because he believed God. God had already proved himself with the lion and with the bear. And even when Saul tried to convince him, said, "You can't do this. This is this is suicide. You you can't go down there and fight that that nine or ten foot giant of a man, and 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 just just his his shield weighs more than you do. You can't do this." And David said, "Yeah, but God can." You see, we see the courage of David as he stepped, and Saul tried to equip him with his own armor and and his sword, and David put it on and. And, and, and then he just told Saul, he said, I can't wear this. I can't take this. He said, I've not proved it. What's he saying? He said, I ain't got no faith in it. I don't have any faith in what you're giving me to take into battle. No, he said, I'm going to stick with what I know. I want to stick with what I have faith in. And he had that little sling. I got a feeling he carried that sling everywhere. He had that sling. Had an empty pouch, but he stopped and got him five rocks out of that little brook, put it in his bag. That's all he needed. He didn't have no sword. He didn't have no spear. He didn't have no shield or helmet. Didn't have a knife. Didn't have anything. All he had was a, some smooth stones and a sling. And he walked down into the, <laughs> into the, into the reach of a, of a giant who had all of those other things and had already said what he's going to do with him. We need courage today. But I'm going to tell you right now, you won't find courage in a box. You're not going to find the courage that you're looking for in this world because it's not out there. We've met brave men and brave women. We've heard stories of hero. Uh, heroics and things that people do, and and it just blows your mind, and and you just think, well, how awesome that is. But let me tell you something: at the heart of all courage is faith. It's something that we believe in. It's something that we we grab hold of, and we believe it more than all of the circumstances around us. And it produces in us a courage to go forward and to do what we ordinarily can't do or have never been able to do. Courage will do the that when you truly believe God. David went down there and he walked down in that valley and the first thing that the enemy said. <laughs> he said, am I a dog that you'd send a little boy down here with, with nothing more than what he's got? And he told David, he said this day, he said, I'll, I'm going to cut your head off and I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. That's what the devil always wants you to believe. But you know what? I believe God. I believe God. And brother, when you believe God, you can have courage because faith produces courage in the believer. David told him, he said, you come to me with your sword and your spear and your shield He said, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. David told him, he said, listen, he said, the battle ain't mine. If you think I'm the one that's going to defeat you, you've misunderstood. He said, the battle is his. And he said, here's what I'm going to tell you is going to happen today. He said, this day, God will deliver you into my hand. And he said, with your own sword, I'll take your head from your body. And the carcass will be eaten by the birds of the air. Or the Yeah, the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And you know what? The little courage that David had came because he believed God. And you know, it, it, it didn't last no longer than that, and the battle was over. <laughs> uh, sometimes we dread the battle, right? We're more afraid of the battle than we are of the opponent. We're more, we're more afraid of the unknown, what's going to happen in the battle. And yet David walked right down in the middle of it. You say, I ain't got that kind of courage. You don't have that kind of faith. That's the issue. Come get a song if you would. You don't have that kind of faith. Over and over we find in the word of God men that did things that defied defied understanding. We see men that stood in circumstances where there was there was just no way out. I remember when Sennacher wrote that letter to Hezekiah and he sent that letter, and in that letter he threatened, he threatened Oh Hezekiah and the people of Israel. He told him, he said, your God ain't going to save you. Your God can't save you. He said, your God ain't no different than everybody else's God. And he said, what we did to them people and their gods, we're going to do to yours if you don't surrender to us. The Bible said, "Oh Hezekiah, he took that letter Now he called for Isaiah, but he didn't wait on the prophet. The Bible said he went right on in to the, to the temple and he took that letter to the altar. And he opened that thing up and he said, God, he said, I want you to see what they said about you. I want you to read what they said they were going to do to your people and to our God. And God answered Hezekiah. And about that time Isaiah walked in, he began to give Hezekiah the answer. He said, don't worry about Sennacherib. He said, for God has spoken. He said, what Sennacherib said he's going to do, he ain't going to do. He ain't going to step one foot into this city. And he said, the virgins of Israel are going to sit on the wall and laugh at him as he runs away. Do you know God did that? Faith produces courage. Now, I don't know how many of us are are cognizant of of the the power of faith, but if it produces commitment and resolve and hope and courage, and we're not even done yet, and all of these things, remember that every verse said, by faith, by faith, by faith. And and the only one we're talking about is Moses, right? The the chapter's got a whole lot more in it. But by faith, Moses, by faith, Moses. And faith produced those things in him. And they'll produce them in me if I'll believe God. The problem ain't God. The problem's not God. It's me. The problem is I won't believe. Do you know God to God there's nothing impossible? What he, said. he said in one place there's nothing too too big, nothing too hard, there's nothing that God can't do. And we have example after example that is meant to build our faith, to grow our faith, and ultimately produce in our heart all of these wondrous things. Maybe tonight there's something that stands in between you and your faith growing. Maybe circumstances have so diminished your faith and that you feel right, like, right now that you just don't have any hope. If you'll believe God today, hope will return. It'll come back just like that when we start believing God. When we just say, you know what? Circumstances tell me this but I choose to believe God. I choose to believe this. Apostle Paul stood with them on on that ship and after everything that had gone on and they'd thrown everything out, they'd done everything they could to try to survive the storm. And then one day, Paul stood up in the middle of them and he said, Brethren, he said, if you'll stick with the ship, he said, all will be saved. He said for an angel of God this night told me that if we'd just abide with a ship there wouldn't a soul be lost. Do you know what Paul told him? He said and I believe God. And it was enough. That simple faith that he had in the word that he had got from God that's what we have. Just a simple visit from an angel. If you can call a simple visit from an angel, simple. Just a visit from an angel was enough for the Apostle Paul to stand up and and prophesy to them, really. He was telling them the future. He said, God said, not a person will be lost if they'll stay with the ship. And he said, I believe him. I believe God. I believe God. It'll produce in you the things that we need to endure as in seeing Him who is invisible, He'll produce in us those very things that we need. And I'll tell you, we need them today. We need hope. We need courage. We need that in our lives right now. We don't need it tomorrow. We need it right now. We need that. Friend, it comes in believing, believing God. You'll stand with us tonight. I don't know your heart, but if you have a need, He's got the answer. I believe that say, preacher, you give an invitation a lot. Listen, I believe every time we come together, I ought to give an invitation. You say, why? Because I believe God. I believe God. Because I believe that if you'll bring your burden to the Lord, you'll get help. I believe that. Do you thank God for faith? Just, just faith. It produces in us these wondrous things. You need the Lord tonight. Come to him, come to him for him.